Quick question for you. Are you a Federal Access member yet? If you're a government contractor, you need a Federal Access account. You can get started today with a free membership. Just visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers. Free members get access to about 20 documents and templates as well as our video training playbooks. More importantly, this gets you in the RSM Federal ecosystem and makes you part of our community. So go grab your free account today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. Hey everybody, Michael Lejeune here. And I will not only be your host, but I'll actually be your guest today on Game Changers. And I'm going to be talking about a really popular topic, and that is preparing for the government's Q4 spending spree that you're always hearing about. And I know this is a really popular topic, and it's something that you hear a lot in government circles. So I want to talk about it a little bit today. And I want to start off by talking a little bit about some of the myths there. And one of the myths is that you know, you don't necessarily have to be prepared for this. You just have to sort of kind of sit back and let the money just come to you because the government's got all this money they just need to to spend and get rid of for at the end of the year. And if you just call up and make yourself available, uh, you know, they're just going to, you know, fill up your company with all these contracts. And uh, that's just not true. But that is something you hear a lot about. And, and you hear a lot of companies that say, hey, you know, we're going to do 90% of our business in Q4. And that shouldn't be the case. If that's the case, you're doing something wrong in your business. Your, your business should be spread out more evenly, and even if it has a spike in Q4. You know, I, th- there's nothing wrong against the spike in Q4 from a, some unexpected contracts and that sort of thing. But, you know, that that's one of the big myths is that this is where the government's going to spend all their money, and that's where you're going to make all your money as a government contractor. That's just not true if you're doing the things that we're always teaching our clients to do, and that is positioning properly with your prospects, finding out who buys what you sell, how much of it, that sort of thing, and and really focusing on your top and your best buyers. If you're doing those sort of things and you're constantly engaging them and working with your top prospects, you're going to sell things all throughout the year. Now, yes, government does have what I would call a ramp-up time. And it really depends, like if you're brand new to the market, the ramp up time is very dependent on how quickly you learn the government market. If it takes you three or four months to really learn the market, to learn, you know, all the nuances, to learn the commands, to learn, you know, who buys what you sell, all those kind of things, it could take you a year to land your first contract, like your first major contract. You might win some small ones in between then. But if you're really slow to ramp up, it could take you up to a year. Now, it shouldn't scare off anybody because if you use a program like Federal Access, and I'll talk about Federal Access a little bit later on, but if you use a program like that, it's going to accelerate your learning. If you're even you know, getting on podcasts like this, if you're reading blogs, if you're talking to some of your colleagues, all of those things are going to accelerate your learning. And that's really what you know our podcast is really about. It's about trying to help our listeners and our Federal Access members you know, accelerate their learning in here. And so what I want to talk to you about the rest of the podcast today is really about the things you should be doing to actually make some money in Q4. Now, I I want to step back for a moment and say, 
there's other podcasts that we have. There's other playbooks and resources that we have that really talk about the slow process of, of, of what I call doing it right. You know, building a strong foundation, learning who buys what you sell, really starting to position properly with those people, have meetings with those people, and, and really getting to know your potential clients, customers, whatever it is you call them. There's, there's other resources in our system about that. And so you can look those up and, and go check those out. Today is really about what I would call, or what I would say is you're somewhat unprepared for Q4 or you're brand new to the government. And I think this will apply to everybody. Even if you've done all those other things, this will be a great kind of add on for you to do. But I, I do want to talk specifically to the people who have been told this is how you're going to make it rain and how you're going to make a fortune. I want to talk to those people because there are ways to close business in Q4. There absolutely, without a doubt, are ways to do that. And again, this the, the strategies I'm going to talk to you about today are going to apply across the board to everyone. And and I will say some of the strategies are not, they're, they're no-brainers, but there's some fine-tuning I want to do when I go through these with you. So, so let's just dump, jump in. And let's talk about this. So, you know, there are uh, requirements for the governments to spend their money going into that that last bit of the quarter. And the the last quarter is kind of weird. You know, like if, if you or I were to look at our budget and be like, wow, we haven't spent all our budget, we'd say, that's awesome. Let's put it in savings. Doesn't work that way with the government, you know, and, and I've been on the military side of this and I've seen this. The 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 feeding frenzy or the, the need to spend the money comes from a mindset that says if we don't spend it next year when they're allocating funds they will allocate less to us that's one of the reasons and the other thing is the funds technically expire so if they don't spend it they lose it and so that that's really the main factors that are driving them to spend your tax dollars is they don't want to lose it and they don't want their budget next year to be smaller because they didn't spend what was given in their budget. So they want to, they want to spend the max in their budget and they want to do it before uh, September 30th so that they, uh, you know, they have allocated all the resources. It doesn't mean they have to pay you by September 30th. It means they need to allocate the resources. So even if you get a purchase order on September 30th, it doesn't mean you're going to get a check on that day or a credit card transaction or whatever it is, a wire transfer. It just means they have to allocate the funds by then. So all that being said, let's jump in and let's actually talk about some of the strategies and things that you want to be, you know, thinking about. So, one of the first things that you need to understand in the fourth quarter, you need to get very good at using your phone. Yes, I said that. You need to get good at using your phone. Email is okay, and I think you can use your phone and email in tandem, but your phone needs to be the number one tool that you use from, from a sales perspective. Because that is the way to get in front of a lot of people. Now, there are some people that don't answer their phone. That's just the way it is. But if you keep calling, you're going to get through. So the phone is going to be the number one tool that you use. There's a lot of people that just send emails and they kind of cross their fingers and hope for the best. That's not good enough. You need to be willing to pick up the phone. Now, who are you going to call? The first group of people you're going to call are your current clients. So hopefully, even if you've just got one or two current clients or a whole list of clients, the first people that you need to call are your clients because clients are more likely to buy from you than anyone else. 
They are. They're more likely to buy from you than anyone else. So after you've called your client, now I'm going to talk to you in a little bit about what you're supposed to talk to these people about, but I've got three groups of people that I want you to call. And so I want to lay, I want to talk about the three groups of people, and then I'm going to tell you what you should be talking to them about. So the first group are your current clients because they're more likely to buy from you. The second group would be a prospect list. So these are people that may not know about you, but you know about them. Maybe you've gone into FPDS or maybe some other bid matching system out that's out there and you've you've gone into bid matching system and you know whether it's FBO or something you've gone into some system and you have targeted some customers. And yes, you can use FBO to do that. You know, when I want to target like a certain base, let's say I want to target Fort Hood, you could go in there and look at acquisitions for Fort Hood and then you can scroll to the bottom of, of any of the solicitations that are out there and you will see contracting officers, name, email address, all that kind of stuff. That's a really fast way to start finding who the contracting officers are who are in charge of procuring the things you sell. So that's one way to do it. But there's a lot of other systems out there that you could be using. And so hopefully you have a prospect list. Even if you have a wish list of perfect clients, this is where, you know, that's the second group of people you want to call. Why? Because they haven't heard of you probably. The odds are very slim that they've already heard of you. And so that, that needs to be second on your list. The third group on your list is the small business office. Why the small business office? Because their whole mission in life is to help you win government contracts. That's their whole mission in life is to help you. They're the small business office you know that that's that's what they do they're supposed to be your advocate in that process and so you want to leverage that advocate to help you navigate you know wherever they are you know if, let's say again let's go back to fort hood for a moment let's say if they're at fort hood you know they're there to help you navigate those divisions and how they buy things so you want to utilize that so the three groups of people you want to call and in, in the order your current clients your prospect list and the small business office. Now, why did I put the small business office last? Well, I'll put the small business office last because sometimes they're great and sometimes they're not. And so I want you to already have called your, your current customers and I want you to have at least hit your prospects once before you get to that small business office. That way you have spent the majority of your prospecting time, if that's what you want to call it, talking to potential prospects and then you, you're kind of throwing the Hail Mary at this at the small business office to you know you know reach back around and try one more time with another group of people there so now what are some of the things that you should be talking to them about well it's very simple you know you shouldn't be asking for the handout hey we're here you know you can buy from us that sort of thing you know when you're talking to whether it's your clients or anyone else you need to be educating them, and that needs to be priority number one. Now, you may be saying, look, man, I have already educated my clients, you know, all day long. Understand, they talk to a lot of companies. You're not the only company that you talk to. So if you have told them 50 times that you have a GSA schedule, this is still the time to remind them that you have a GSA schedule. It's, it's a good time to remind them that you have IDIQs that they can purchase from, from or uh, BPAs or whatever it may be. You have contract vehicles that they could purchase your products and services through. That's one of the things you want to be educating them on, you know, is the contract vehicles. So what contract vehicles do you have where they could buy things from? 
Another thing is I'm always talking to them about their simplified acquisitions. Hey, you know, this is a great time to be talking simplified acquisition with me or set asides or whatever it may be if you're small. You know, when you're talking simplified acquisition, a lot less paperwork. It's going to fly through faster. It's going to happen easier at the end of the year and that sort of thing. So, you know, those are good things to be talking to them about. But the contract vehicles, that's a big one. A lot of people think, hey, I've told them about that. It's on my website. They could go look that up. They don't have time for that. They don't have time to remember who has what contract vehicle. You know, it's a it's a good time to remind them. If it's a client that you've been working with for years and you've primarily been using one of your contract vehicles, remind them about the other two or three or four or whatever it is that you have. That's a great time to do that. The other thing that you want to talk to them about while you're having those conversations is next year. So yes, hey, there might be some money that they need to spend. And that's and that's part of the conversation I would have. We'll get back to that in a minute. But the other thing is don't just come in wanting the last minute dollars. Be thinking long term. Be thinking strategically about your business and thinking, hey, if I don't get something now between now and the end of this fiscal year, how, how can I use this conversation as one more touch point to set up the next fiscal year? Because that's really important. You know, that way it's not just you calling and begging for work. It's you calling, educating the customer, talking about, you know, not only your contract vehicles and things like that, but the value you think you can provide in this, in this last few days of their year. You know, one of the questions that I always ask is are there some projects that you know you know you need to complete some dollars you know you need to assign but you haven't really spent a whole lot of time thinking about it or who's going to do that or what's going to happen there you know oh yeah you know we we know we need to do this but we really haven't thought about it we weren't sure if we're going to put out an rfp you know have some of those types of conversations what are some things that you need to do before the end of the year that you may not have a plan for yet or maybe you have a plan for it and you know you're going to do it in the last 30 days or the last two weeks or the last week because you think it's going to be a simple acquisition. Um, you know, or maybe you had somebody in mind already and now we can throw our hat in the ring. You know, there, there's those types of questions you want to be asking, again, just to get the possibility that your company can be the one that's chosen. Because, see, here's the deal with a lot of these conversations you have with government contractors. A huge part of your conversation is about building a relationship, educating them on what you do and how you do it, educating them on how easy it is to buy from you, and giving them options. That's it. I mean, it's really, I mean, you will hear from a lot of consultants and a lot of other folks that are out there that are that are experts that have, you know, a 12-step process that's really convoluted on on how this stuff works. And you know what? I, I don't mean to say anything negative about that. All those things work. They all work. But for the folks that are like me, that like it really, really simple, this is what you're doing. This is simple. You're trying to build a relationship. You're trying to educate them on a few things. You're trying to make your company an option. You know, let's keep things simple, especially as you're getting towards this last bit of the year for them, because they're going to do a huge amount of transactions in this last quarter. I think last year in the last month of the fiscal quarter, um, there was something like 155,000 contract actions. I think on the last day, which was a Saturday, 
there was like 10,000 contract actions. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. That means they're juggling a lot of pieces to make that happen, to close out on a positive note. And so you you don't want to go in and complicate things too much. You want to make it as easy as you can. And while you're in there trying to set up something super easy for the end of this year, you're trying to set up next year. I That's what it's all about. That's, that's really what it's all about. I almost feel like just shutting the podcast off right here because it's, it really is that simple. Now, I, I don't want to shut the podcast off without talking about you know your new prospects in the small business office. So when you're looking at new prospects, you know these are people that you have validated somehow, hopefully, hopefully you validated somewhere, somehow, that these people buy what you sell. And you're calling on them for the first time. And one of the things you're doing in that first call is you're introducing them to your company. And, you're, and you know, when I'm calling somebody I've never spoken to before, one of the first things out of my mouth is, hey, this is Mike. I'm not calling about anything in acquisition. We use that sentence verbatim over and over again for one reason. I'll tell you why. We do that to disarm the contractor. Because if that contracting officer is thinking you're calling about something in acquisition and they're juggling 20 different things already, they're going to say, I just can't talk to you. I don't have time, that sort of thing. So if you start trying to ask questions or this or that, they're going to shut you down and get off the phone as quickly as they can. So you need to be able to come into that call in the first few seconds. Hey, this is who I am. I'm not calling about anything in acquisition. And they're going to, they're just going to have a deep sigh of relief and go, okay, well, how can I help you? And I always go into the conversation by saying, Hey, I know we're getting close to the end of the year. I've never really worked with you guys. I just want to have an opportunity that, you know, who we are, what we do, how we can benefit your organization and to show you some simple contract vehicles you can use if you have any opportunities that would line up with what we're doing, we just, we're trying to make this easy for you, but understand I'm brand new to working with you. So I apologize. Um, if you could, if you could direct me, that would be awesome. If I could just get a little bit of help. Now, what happened there when, when I was kind of walking through that with you, I'm, I'm throwing out a few of the reasons why I'm calling, but I'm also, I'm not playing dumb. Cause guess what? I am dumb. I don't know that much about how they procure my services or my products or whatever. I don't. I haven't sold to them before. If I knew all about that, then I'd be selling to them. But I don't yet. So I'm calling. I'm being honest. I'm being humble about you know the fact that I don't know these things. And I'm asking for their help. Could you help me navigate how you guys purchase what we buy? And understand, if you're listening to this, ladies, I use the word guys you know, interchangeably. I'm from the South. So if you hear that, you'll hear that on other podcasts. That's just in the South. We use guys. That's kind of an everybody word. You know, it's not y'all. I'm not a y'all person. I'm a guys person. So that's how we talk to them. We let them know, Hey, we've got, we've got some value. We've got some benefits. Uh, we've got some great contract vehicles that would make this super easy for you. I really don't know what I'm doing. I'd like to work with you guys. Could you help me? Keep it super, super simple like that. And that will usually, again, drop their guard down and they'll say, hey, you know, uh, you know what? We do have 
one or two things coming up before the end of the year. Here's kind of what we have. Does that sound like what you guys do? Yes, no. Oh, okay. Um, you know what? I'm not the right contracting officer for that. If they say that and they don't automatically offer the next contracting officer's name, what should you do? It's not a trick question. You should say, hey, could you introduce me or tell me who purchases that? The odds are they'll say, absolutely. That's Joe or Susan or Bill or Jill or whoever it is. And here's their department. You know, here's their number. If they don't give you their number, you can Google it. You can literally find anything on Google at this point. So, you know, that's how you need to go in there. I'm not calling about anything in acquisition. Here's who, who we are, what we do, how we believe we can help you. And here's some of the contract vehicles we have. Could you help me? I, I, I really appreciate it. I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, you keep it really, really simple like that. And you put it in your own words. You don't have to use my words. Put it in your own words that you feel comfortable about. So that's what you're going to do when you're calling on those folks. Because, you're again, you're educating them. You're talking to them about some of the things they have going on between now and the end of the year. And let's say they get through that that piece. They get through the end of the year. You know, nope. We don't have anything. We got these three things. I think out of the three, two of them will line up with what you do. That's awesome. Send me your capability statement. You know, that's all good. Say, hey, you know, this is this has been great. I like talking to you about this. What do you have going on next year? While you have them, talk about next year. What do you have going on? There's probably some bigger projects you have going on next year. I'd like if it's cool. I'd just like to get that on my radar so I can start following those opportunities. And again, the, the likelihood is that's not an acquisition yet. It's in the planning stages and you can get in the early discussions with them, hopefully before they've even put out like sources sought or anything like that. And so that's a lot of what you'll discover in that. Now, when I'm going through and asking those questions of my clients and my prospects, what am I doing? What's the number one thing I'm doing? So hopefully you said it. I'm educating these clients. So that's number one. The second thing is that I haven't talked about in there is I'm gathering intelligence. That's that's every bit of this is usually going to create questions from them. It's going to have them throw out information so that you can, you know, respond back with questions. And as you're going through that, you're gathering intelligence on upcoming opportunities and different things like that. So that's a lot about what's going on in this process. And if you follow that with just those two areas there, your, the, your current clients and your prospect list, you're going to land some clients. Now, if you only call three clients and three prospects, you might not get any business. You might have to call 50 or 60 or 100. It just depends. And you might not even be good at it the first 10 times you do it. So understand, just because you call four, five, six, eight, ten people, doesn't mean you're going to see a single contract. Doesn't mean you're going to see a single one, even the week that you make the phone call. It may take the whole, you know, month or two to make that happen. Because you know, we've only got a little bit of time left this particular year on that. And uh, so when you're doing this, it is a numbers game. You've got to keep calling. You've got to feel like, hey. One of these times I'm going to call and somebody's going to say, you know what? We were just in a meeting an hour ago because this has happened to me. We were in a meeting an hour ago and we were talking about buying consulting services and we've got $25,000 we have to spend before the end of the year. 
can your company do XYZ? And you say, absolutely. And they say, give me your information, shoot me your capability statement. We need to make this happen because, you know, we want to, we want to try to spend this money now because we know we got a lot of things coming in the last two weeks. Boom. There's your contract. Even if it's $25,000, that phone call turned into $25,000. And that happens all the time. Happens all the time to our clients. It happens all the time to us. We call and you start asking questions and digging for intelligence and people say, ah, you know what? There's an opportunity. Here is that opportunity. That, that's called creating an opportunity because guess what? You will not find that opportunity you just created on FedBizOps or in a bid matching system. That's an opportunity you created by prospecting your clients and your prospect list. So before we wrap up, let me hit the small business office real quick. The small business office, like I said, is there to help you. That's a huge part of their mission in life, you know, is, is to help you navigate the government, navigate what's going on, help you grow your business. And so when I call them, you know, you can kind of take a little bit different approach with them. You don't have to say, hey, I'm not calling about anything in acquisition. You can say, look, you know, we're looking to sell toward to Fort Hood. We've never sold at Fort Hood before. This is kind of what we sell. Um, what are your thoughts on this? What, what kind of advice, what kind of guidance can you give me? And you may be saying, well, what if I've already prospected Fort Hood? I've already called the contracting officers that I know that are already clients. I've called the contracting officers that are on my prospect list. And I've gotten so far with that. Still call the small business office. There may, there may be another opportunity because see that conversation will be a little different for me. That conversation will go something like this. Hey, we, ha we actually have a couple of clients on Fort Hood. And we actually have a few organizations that we're trying to reach that we haven't yet. And uh, we've talked to all of them so far, but I'd really like your input. I'd like your advice because maybe we missed something. I'm, I'm sure we've missed something out here. Fort Hood is huge. What are your thoughts? What kind of guidance can you give me? If you were me, what would you be doing? Who would you be talking to? You know, and just asking them those sort of questions. Now, I'll ask them those sort of questions whether I know the the organization or I don't because I just want to see what information they're going to give me. They may back up some information that I've kind of dug up on my own, but the odds are the majority of information that they're going to share with you is stuff you haven't thought of. It's stuff that you haven't gotten from a contracting officer already because they may be just a little bit more willing to share the big picture uh, you know, they know of some acquisitions that are coming, you know, in the next year or so. They know some plans that the organizations have. They may be more willing to share that than the contracting officer you spoke to earlier. The, the contracting officer you spoke to earlier maybe shares one thing with you just to kind of appease you and get you off the phone because they don't know you that well, that well. You know, the small business office may talk to you about eight or ten opportunities that are coming in the next year. So even if you just learn one or two things from that small business office, it's worth making the call. And so I, I want to kind of close up by saying, use your phone first, follow up with emails, but go back to the phone. Keep pounding the phone until you get a hold of somebody and you actually talk to them. When you actually speak to someone, don't just send them your capability statement, customize it for that organization and that opportunity. 
You know, don't just give them a generic capability statement that says you do 18 different things when you know you only do three things right. You know, focus it on the areas that you're having the conversation with them about. You know, that is the way you send those. Leverage the small business office. If you do these things, and then finally, if you do these things and you don't give up, you continue to call and you continue to uh, reach new people. So you don't just call the same people 60 times. You know, we don't want to do that. You call 60, 70, 100 different organizations in the last 90 days of the quarter. You know, if you were to call 100, it's only a couple a day. You can literally hit that many in the last quarter. You know, if, if you only had the last month and you had 20 working days, you could still, with five a day, still hit 100. So don't tell me you can't reach the numbers. It's about the numbers. It's about persistence. It's about honing that opening dialogue that you have with those people, whether they're your customer or whether they're a prospect. And it's about sticking to it and, and just focusing on the fact that this is going to work. We just have to keep at it. And if we keep at it, we're going to win some contracts in this last 90 days. If you do that to the T, to the letter, and you call on all those people, I guarantee you're going to land something. Even if it's small, you're going to land something. And if you land something, even if it's small, you're going to open the door to bigger stuff in the next year. Some of my clients, some of my biggest clients ever have started out with just buying a few thousand dollars here or there, or even a couple of manuals or books or different things like that from us. And they got to build a relationship with us through the small purchase to then spend thousands upon thousands, if not millions of dollars with us. So don't discount those little buys at the end of the year that make those people a client, get you some past performance and open the door for future opportunities. Last, Make sure you educate along the way. Don't just go in there guns blazing. Make sure all along the way you're educating them on the value you provide, not just your socioeconomic status or whatever it is, the value you provide, how easy it is for them to buy from you, and you know, show some genu- you know, genuine interest in what they're doing and what their business is about. So do those things. I guarantee you're going to have a great Q4. And if, and if nothing else, it's going to give you great practice going into Q1 of next year. It's going to get you on the phone. It's going to get you used to that. Start building a rhythm with that phone. And that's going to help you as you go into Q2. And it's really going to help you next year in Q4. So follow that advice. It's really going to help you a lot. And uh, I don't want to leave here without talking about federal access real quick. You know, uh, federal access, for those who don't know, that is our flagship program that we have built to teach government contractors how to win government contracts. And the whole purpose behind it is teaching folks how to win government contracts faster. See, the average business takes three to five years to win government contracts. And given the fact that the average business goes out of business within three to five years, we looked at that and said, hey, there there needs to be a solution for that. Thus, federal access came into existence. Federal access will accelerate your knowledge of the market and how to be a government contractor by three to five years. You can literally learn what normally takes people three to five years. You can learn it in two or three months, depending on how quickly you, you know, you get in the system. And so 
when you sign up today for federal access, you will get a free copy of the government sales manual. The government sales manual is over 450 pages of A to Z, everything you need to know about government contracting. So I urge you today uh, to take us up and, uh, and, and join federal access. If you go to federal-access.com, that is our sponsor for today's episode, federal-access.com. You can go there. You can sign up uh, on the corporate membership there. It's 59 bucks a month. It comes with support, so you'll get support services. Uh, it's not like your everyday support. This is actually the founders of the company, myself and Josh Frank. We answer the support emails, and we don't just give you a one or two word, hey, you're on the right track. You know, We actually break down your questions, give you a couple of paragraphs, set you in the right direction, really help you out. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to the episode today. Remember, you can find every episode on iTunes. Just look for Game Changers for Government Contractors and subscribe to the feed to make sure you get every episode. And check out our sponsor, Federal Access. I think you'll love the system. You'll get a free copy of the government sales manual, and there's a 100% money-back guarantee on it. So if you don't like the system for any reason, you just ask for a refund, and we'll give you a refund. But uh, And you can also quit at any time. It's, uh, it's a month-to-month program. You can get in there. You can download everything in month one and go through it on your own or however you want to do it but go check out federal access at federal-access.com so you can get a free copy of the government sales manual and last but not least please tune in next time for more lessons from our experts on how you can win more government contracts thanks for listening to game changers for government contractors for a full list of episodes and other resources be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash game changers Thank you.